Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible Berry Chantilly cake and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. It's day. We got one of my uh, favorite up and coming artists, Smiley in the building. How you feeling, man? Feeling good. Thank you, though, for actually saying that one of your favorites. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I'm honored to actually be here because, like, this is big for me, too. It's like my big biggest interview yet so oh hell yeah man yeah no i appreciate it i i I, yesterday i was just driving around hollywood just banging out to your spotify Mm -hmm. and it's it's very good vibes like i fucking i'd only heard a couple songs and i realized i want to do the interview and then yesterday i was like really listening to more shit and it's just like there's a certain energy to it that was really making me feel good whipping my car around in the streets i I appreciate that so (laughs) You know, I'm about to drop the album, so there new stuff coming for you guys. Right, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell us a little bit about when you were a kid in Toronto, like your upbringing and everything like that. So when I was a kid, I was never, like, into music, too. Like, I was never, I just like to listen to music, but I never, like, wanted to rap or anything. Like, it was just, like... I moved into, like, around my neighborhood at, like, probably 12. And then from there, I was just around all my guys and stuff. And then we are just, like, doing bad things. Like, you know, bad kids, whatever. And I was always in, I was in a French school. Mm-hmm. I was actually born in Montreal, right? And then I moved to Toronto at three. And then I went to a French school, like, my whole life. That's my first language. And then, so, you know, I was doing good, doing good. And then when I moved to English school, because I was just like, this is too boring for me now. Like, French school is very, it's good, but it's just boring for me. Cause I, is there, like, a big cultural divide? Because, like, Canada is unique from America in that, like, mm-hmm. a huge percentage of people speak French and English. But is there, like, a big cultural divide between people who can only speak one language uh, where you were coming up? No, nah, nah, not really. So it's always, like... It was good the way it was. Like it was mostly English, and then whoever spoke another language spoke English too. So it was always okay. like, but in Montreal, where I was born, is like fully like French mostly. Like right, yeah. Cause okay, just to be honest, last night there's this uh, YouTuber I watch named Trap Lord Ross, and he put out a video about basically shit in Toronto. Mm-hmm. So I just watched that last night, and I'm just saying. I didn't know Toronto was crazy like that, but that is one wild-ass city. Like, what, what was on there? He's basically talking about a lot of the uh, gang rivalries between all the different sections in the cities and all the crazy-ass uh, violence that's taking place between yeah. the opposing sides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of politics going on right now in the city. Right. So you, you as a kid, though, how much of that kind of stuff were you exposed to? Were you seeing all kinds of crazy violence and crime going on, or were you, what kind of kid were you? So, like... Yeah, we would see it going going on, but, like, I was from, like, a neighborhood where it's mostly, like, a lot of, like, money makers. Like, our older heads and stuff were just, like, super trappers and stuff. Like, you know, like, it was a low-key neighborhood, and we didn't have a lot of problems with other people. Mm. And it was just, like, all the guys are just making money off of just trapping and stuff. And I was just, like, other, like, you come in our neighborhood, and we're just, like, standing in the courtyard and a thousand like literally like 20 like crackheads would just walk in at a time and start like you know go to their favorite dealer this this so that's what i was seeing like you know we had our building right beside us and i was just like just a bunch of them just lived in there like the beans and stuff so it's just a lot of like 
trap stuff going mm. around. Like, so that's what I was like, that's what I wanted. Like, you know, the money and all that stuff. Right. So, like, that's why I grew up just seeing. Like, obviously, we'll see the violence going on too, but like, my people I looked up to are just into the trap and stuff, you know? So, would you describe the area that you grew up in? Would you describe it as being like really fucked up in the sense that, like, yeah, we, like, like you're just having this many crackheads around? Yeah, like, like, the dudes you're, you're looking up to are getting rich, yeah. and then you got all these other people wasting away, right? Yeah. So, it was kind of like, yeah, it was. It was actually fucked up because even when I was a kid too, me and my brother, my older brother, were like he'll walk us to the basketball court, and mm-hmm. then like as we're walking, he'll see like uh, someone like shooting heroin on the street, just sitting down, and then like he'd get mad at them and like, yo, why are you doing this around with my brothers and stuff, like you know? Wow. And like those are the things just we're seeing. It's like holy, this is crazy. That's crazy. What about your parents? Did they try to keep you away from that influence or how, how much, like what kind of kid were they trying to raise you so, to be? So my dad went like to Vancouver, that's somewhere else in Canada, right? Yeah. When I, when I was like probably like five or something. So he wasn't really in the picture like that. And my mom, she, she did try, but like, you know, as a kid, you go out and they don't really know what you're mm. doing like that until like, you know, when I get arrested mm. and she's seeing everything that's going on and yeah. When do you first get arrested? So my first time getting arrested was, it was actually at a hotel, we had a hotel party and then it was like me and all all our friends, like that was our first turn ups, like we'll just get hotels and like invite bare girls and we would always turn up so much that we'd get kicked out <laughs> right away and then right. we're all out, out front of the Intercontinental Hotel that's what it's called and then um, my brother there he's actually passed away too right now so oh, he was there that. yes thanks um, we're out there and then someone tried to one of the guys we were with actually tried to some someone was walking like two guys and uh two girls they're walking in the hotel and someone tried to talk to their girls i don't know why they did that they fried <laughs> but that that vibe when you got like hella people just standing on the street and yeah, everybody with a girl walking by is yeah, like and they're somebody's just, gonna, everyone's yeah. drunk so everyone's just like feeling like you know so then someone tries to talk to one of their girls and then um the guy was just saying hey what are you guys doing and then this, the guy's like, what do you mean? Like, what are we doing? And then it just got heated conversation. And then they ended up, someone in the group ended up fighting. And then it just became a big brawl. And we're like 20 of us. And what if I was to tell you, like, 15 of those people ended up running away. So then it was just me and, like, probably three other people. And one of the guys was a giant eight-foot Brolic, black man. Like in our court, they described him as the big black man. Wow. <laughs> so <laughs> we're little kids too, you know? So we're banging all, banging, banging, you know? And then to the point where we end up winning, right? Because they're four. And then as like cops are coming around, because it was like Tiffany Knight or what's that movie thing? Uh, Tiff Knight, something like that. Something that goes on in Toronto where it's beer movie stars okay. come somewhere and they block off a beer movie street. festival type yeah, thing. Yeah, downtown. So yeah. cops are already in the neighborhood. So then we're just like, yo, let's call Like, you know? And then we ended up leaving. Me and my brother were the last two, the same one that passed away. We're running. And then I had blood on my shirt. And then I hop over a fence and a cop just tackles me, you know? Oh, shit. And I'm like, fuck. Like, you know, it's so cheesy. They're like, oh, you guys just got, you just got in a fight over there. I'm like, no, I didn't. Like, what are you, what are you talking about? And then my brother actually got away, but then he came back for me. And he's just like, what are you guys talking about? We didn't get into nothing. We just came from the festival, whatever. So they, they, they believed us after five minutes of convincing them. And then. So they let us go, and then we hopped in the taxi, right? They were like, can you take us to Pelham Park? That's our neighborhood, right? We're like, take us to Pelham Park, please, brother. He's like, hey, why, why you guys have blood in your shirt? No, we don't, I don't want to take you, like, I don't want to take you guys. I'm like, brother, like, I take out money, I throw him, like, $200. I'm like, just go, like, drive, drive, drive. Out of nowhere, the cops just open our doors and drag us out, and then 
they just arrest us and they're like like they ended up getting the description from the front desk and uh-huh. they came back for us and then that was my first time getting arrested just wow. like that I was so cheese like we could have left we could have got away if the cab driver actually just went well he was being a dick you know oh my god yeah. <laughs> damn so was that kind of thing sort of sort of normal for you as a kid like just getting into fist fights in the street and shit yeah because these guys like they're just they like to fight a lot too like the people i was with right mm. so i was just like yeah they, like, i don't know why they i was never into all that hype stuff like that like you know i just wanted to get money and stay out of this shit you know? right definitely yeah so i mean there's a lot of different reasons why people might start hustling or whatever and that's interesting to hear that you were like very focused on actually trying to get some paper and shit and not really focused on like when you hear about all these kids shooting each other and shit it's just like i wish i could explain to them that this is a waste of time and that you gotta like move on past this in life too though it's because the people they look up to like their older heads like that's what they're doing like you know so as i say i was lucky to just have that my neighborhood was just very much like trap stuff going on you know right definitely so So did you get locked up for that incident so that since that was my first charge i they gave me bill like right away like at the police station i i got out and then i was on curfew nine o'clock curfew and then that's when it just went down south for me because like i was still breaching like after curfew just doing a bunch of stuff like you know just still making money this 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 and then one time the neighborhood cops they recognized me because like we dropped a song at this time too like our first song was in a group and then they knew how my face looked so then right away the girl see me and she said hey like aren't you on curfew and i got arrested and from there i got put on house arrest and then it was just yeah like you know after that, after I got on house arrest, I was just like, fuck, I got bail again. And then now I'm in, so the way my neighborhood is, is courtyards. And then there's a building right here. And then we'll go in the building to like trap and stuff. Like, you know, any trap house. There's like every floor is filled up with just trap houses and there's like 20 floors. So then I will just, when I was on house arrest, I went in one of the traps and then I'll just stay in there. I'll not leave because I'm like, I'm not going out there because I'm on house arrest. So I'm just going to stay in here and run it up. So like, you know, from we ran up one spot so hard that it got kicked in. And then when the cops came, the first guy so take this in. So I'm about to use the washroom, but I'm like, this trap is dirty. I'm going to go to the one downstairs because I don't want to use the washroom here. So then as soon as I come out, like, this is my first rookie mistake because I was young too, so I don't even look outside the peephole to see, like, if anyone's there or anything. So I just I had to go to Washington. I opened the door, and then right away, they're about to kick in the door with the thing, right? Uh-huh. So I'm catching it right in motion. I open it, and they're just all right there, and we're just looking at each other like this. And I'm like, fuck, I try to close back the door, and they just <sighs> run in. And then the first guy that was actually there, too, was the guy that checks on me on my house arrest to make sure I'm at home. Whoa. So we already knew, I'm like, fuck, I'm already gone. He knows I breached. So, like, they came in. And they started singing our songs and stuff. They're like, their first song, they're like, oh, it's Pelham Park, nigga, they're too much. And then from there, they found stuff in the in the spot. And that was my first actual, like, you know? After that, I was done. I was like, fuck. Damn. So, and you were already <laughs> putting out music at this point. Yeah, like, my first song was out at this time. Right. My first song. How, like, you know... To a lot of people, it might seem kind of crazy, like promoting yourself on the internet while also really being in the streets and really selling drugs. Mm-hmm. Did you think about that at all? Or were you, did you see this as like, okay, maybe if I start making music, then I won't have to sell drugs forever? So no, not at first. I didn't see it as a, a like I, I was doing it for just fun and games. Like, you know, it right. was never something serious. I felt like the street was my main focus like that was the main goal that i thought oh this is how i'm gonna make it all i never thought like the rap stuff was just like i just did it because my friends wanted to do and like i was the least we're in a group of like me i was right a homie and like i was probably the least noticeable in the group Uh so like i never thought like you know what the heck i'm like i'm just doing it because like we like we just went to the studio one day and we just dropped the song. They told me to hop on it. So, but you weren't thinking of yourself as as being like the star. Yeah, you were just never. fucking around. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, 
fuck on like they I was getting so much so much hate so I'm like like you know what am I doing what were, am I really doing were you rapping in a unique style at that time I was time? rapping how I do now but okay. even worse like talking <laughs> just talking like just talking on the beat like I think it like it says a lot that you get so much hate because what I I think what you're doing is fucking brilliant I think it's great I think it's so fun and so melodic and it sounds so good and it reminds me of like it kind of reminds me of McConan sometimes Mm -hmm. just in terms of like the melody and shit but that's interesting that you always kind of had that that flow from the beginning do you think that 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 your flow is just perceived that way because you have a unique voice or do you feel like it's like why, why do you think that your flow kind of pisses people off so much so i feel like yeah it is a unique voice and then just because when i got put in the studio i'm just like fuck i never even practiced this i'm just like but i'm still gonna do it so like when i was writing it on my notes and i did the song i'm like it's just how it came out Mm. you know i'm like fuck i didn't know how to do the real melody things or the you know what so i was just like that's my way of just rapping i guess Mm. and then I just perfected it, right? Right. So, mm-hmm. but you, did you start getting like positive attention early on, or when did you start to realize like, oh, people are kind of fucking with this? I gotta, I gotta run with this. So, where I got the positive was kind of that same song too, because like that same our first song was kind of like a diss song to tear ups, right? Oh, okay. So, so it's kind of. We did have a couple ops too, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got no ops. So all of a sudden, the first diss song is a diss. But like, yo, it was a it was a diss song. And looking back to it, hindsight, I'm like, the fuck did I do that? I don't even do that shit. Like, you know. Mm. So I was just young, and at those point, I was like, out of like my group and stuff, I was actually a bad kid too. Just on like, I wanted the politics at that point. At that point in it's time. It's romantic. It's sexy. Like, oh, <laughs> people hate me. People want to kill me. I want to yeah. kill them. It's just so cool. Like, I, I understand how kids think about it, especially because you're looking at, you were probably listening to, like, other sort of drill-type mm-hmm. artists from your area, not to mention Chicago or New York or all these yeah. places where you see dudes in, embroiled in warfare, right? Yeah. So then I was... I got that respect just off of that strength of, yeah, this kid's just putting in that work. So, like, we want to hear what he has to say. But, like, out of the other two guys, they were more, like, the face guys. All the girls wanted them, like, you know? So they had that, like, yeah. But I was still there, like, you know, doing my thing. So they always wanted to hear what I had to say, too. Right. And then, yeah. And then after, we kept dropping music in groups. But then after that raid I was telling you about, like, we got house arrest. This person got curfew. We're cold cues. We couldn't be together. So mm-hmm. then I'm just like, I'm on house arrest. I was bored. I called my cameraman one day. I'm just like, yo, come to my backyard right now. I want to shoot a video live. Like, mm-hmm. you know? So that was my first song I dropped. Single artist. Ah, you know? And then my first rap name was actually Double B, which stands for Big Boy. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that was my first. And then I'm just like, yo, I'm going to keep dropping singles right now because I can't be with these guys anyway. So I'm like, I'm not going to stop this shit right now. I have nothing else to do. So I'm like, I'm going to just keep doing this until we're back, like, no charges and stuff. Uh-huh. We could be all together. And so did you end up having to do jail time from that situation? So for that exact situation, no. I just, cause I was still YO at those times too. So they okay. gave us like a program I had to do for probably like two weeks. That, that Trapple Ross video I was just talking about Toronto. That's one thing I got struck by is, wow, there's a lot of rappers beating crazy ass charges in yeah, Canada. Yeah. Out here, it feels like people are just getting convicted left and right. Yeah, I know so. a lot of people be just beating these charges. But mm-hmm. I heard about somebody shooting somebody in front of like 60 people and having them all be eyewitnesses and still getting away with it in Canada too last yeah. night. So I was kind of blown away by that. It's crazy stuff. Yeah. Um, but okay, so you're a youth offender still at that time, so yeah. you, you got off? Yeah, so I got off. And then after that, I was at, I probably got arrested one more time after that for like a drug trafficking thing, but I beat that too. And then my the final one was I was at my house, and then my sister's boyfriend was there, and then he was in an investigation, like this project going on, and he was under investigation. And then we woke up one morning. I just shot a video the night before. It was called Nine on Me, and it was with me and one of the guys in the group. And then 
I was look, I was, the song is like nine on me like Rondo, buying switching teams <laughs> like Rondo. So you know, I was just on my, yeah, like you know. And then that same day, my younger brother, like he's my age, two weeks younger, but he was like, "Yo, do you see all these black cars?" Like he's like, "I swear those are undies and stuff." Like you know, but we weren't listening to him. We're just like, like I don't know what you're talking about. We don't want to hear this right now. We're shooting a video, man. The fuck. <laughs> so, yeah. So then you know we're doing our thing. We had a party that night. We got drunk and then. Um, everyone came back to my house after, like, all their friends that were there, like, probably, like, four people, and then I was on house arrest these times still, so then I woke up to five in the morning, just a raid ETF, like, you know, they come in, dogs, all this stuff, flash grenades, all this shit, and then they were coming for him, basically, but just because... I, the firearm was in my room and all this stuff. Oh, they just say like, we all get arrested. I got breach of probation, all this stuff. And then from that, I ended up having to do just like two months for that. Two months because I was wild still. Like I was literally turning 18 in two weeks. Wow. So then, and I was going to get off house arrest in two weeks. I was so cheesy. I'm like, bro, I was just about to get off house oh. arrest. I was on house arrest, felt like my whole life. So I'm just like, I get this. And then like, I was just like, yo, I ended up just pleading guilty because everyone else, they tried to pinpoint it on the boyfriend. And I'm just like, he had a lot of other charges he was there giving him already. So I'm just like, I just hugged my own charges quick. And then after that, they put me, I was supposed to go to YO jail, but when I was in the courts, they, gave, they mistaked me and brought me to the adult jail. And then as I'm like, I'm not even supposed to be here. Like, what the heck are you guys? They're like, oh, well, you're going to have to talk to your lawyer and all this. Or because here it says you're supposed to be here. I'm like, I was just in court, pled guilty <laughs> to a youth offender. And they're saying I'm supposed to go to like this juvenile jail. So like, whatever. I didn't end up caring after because they brought me to like a range where it was just a bunch of my older heads from my neighborhood. So like, when I went there, I was living good, like, you know? I was just with guys that I'd never seen in a long time, and I was just mm. like, I'd rather just do my two months here now anyways. So, right. like, you know? After that, I was just, I was just like, yeah. So did you leave there with the mentality of, I'm going to stay the fuck out of trouble, or were you still kind of on the same shit? No, I, from there, so, like, during that little space time, we dropped um, my, my album and stuff which is my first mixtape, sorry, it was Buy or Buy. And like the tape, I'm, the album I'm about to drop right now is my first album, but it's Buy or Buy 2. So like my first mixtape was Buy or Buy. Right. And then we dropped it um, while I was in jail doing that. And, and did then, you feel like the streets were really like anticipating you at that point? Like was, was, it, was everything starting to heat up? Yeah, like it was anticipation still, like, you know, but I felt like it didn't, reach its peak yet mm -hmm. but like it was still like yeah so then we dropped the album the mixtape and then during that time like it was bubbling up bubbling up and then it got the attention of drake and stuff and then he followed me on instagram and then that was their first like me knowing like oh this guy's listening mm. and actually no before that was that same nine on me song boy wonder right shout out boy wonder and simon because i was just watching your interview with we love hip-hop shout out to freddie uh -huh. um and that was i think like over two years ago and it was like mm -hmm. when the clip had come out of drake singing along to one of your songs in the club mm -hmm. or some shit but not like he hadn't fully reached out to you to work together or anything yeah. like that at that point? So I'm going to tell you exactly <laughs> how I want right All right, we got the right whole now. timeline. All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, yeah, so um, Boy Wendell was the first one to, like, put it out there that I knew he was watching. He's, like, he tweeted nine on me, like, Rondo and all this stuff. And then, so now when I was in jail and he followed my me on Instagram and then he DM'd me, he didn't know that I was actually in jail or anything. And then... I seen whatever my girl told me, oh, like, he just DM'd you, Drake just DM'd you, and I'm like, oh, like, what'd he say type of shit? And then she'll say, he just said, like, you know, this album's hard and stuff, like, just keep going, doing all this, like, just positive message. And then I was just like, oh, like, this is crazy. It was just like, I felt like at that point, I'm just like, what am I, like, doing like this is actually that that was the first time where i'm just like you know music thing is just like is a vision now like you know like 
fuck all the other shit. Like, you know, this shit could actually work. So I came out now and I'm just there like, I'm gonna take music serious, all this stuff. And then to the next thing Drake did was this, our mixtape, we dropped a tape to remember, like probably, I'm not good with the timeline, but it was probably like two months, three months or four months later after that, that tape. And then there was a song on that called Intro. Hmm. And then woke up one morning, thousand, like my Instagram just going crazy. I'm like, what the heck's going on? So then I go on my Instagram and then he posted on his page, he's in the pool singing um, the song intro. And then from there it was just, that was like a major push. Like that was like, that was crazy. So that was like, that was the next big thing. Like, you know? Damn. So, but that must've been pretty mind blowing. Cause it's like, you know, there, there's different levels to like what you could possibly expect for yourself. And at a certain point, you know, if you're getting a, a couple hundred thousand views, that mm. might feel like this is this is as good as it gets. Maybe I can get a million views. But then to have Drake acknowledge you and to see him actually enjoying your music and shouting you out, not because he had yeah. signed you, but just because he was fucking with it. I mean, yeah, that must have felt crazy. It was crazy, too, because like, yeah, my Instagram skyrocket up everything everything but then it was still so i dropped the video probably like a month or two months later which kind of dropped the ball on that mm. but like then my views was like on that i probably got like 40k or 50k so i'm like the fuck how are they still not like trying to listen mm. so it's like i realized like it's yo you have to put in crazy amount of work and just keep going like you know just keep going and never stop and so like that was just my mentality after that. I was just like, I just have to go, go hard to the max. Right, because it's it's kind of like two different mentalities where if you're pushing a song or pushing your rap career, mm -hmm. you might not make any money really that day. Whereas if you're selling drugs, you're making money every day. You mm -hmm. know, and it, but it's like you kind of have to convince yourself to put all your eggs in that basket and just yeah. push your music, whether it's going to clubs, performing at other people's shows, doing more music, doing music videos. You got to like do all these little things that might not make you money immediately, but yeah. in the long run, they'll be big, right? Yeah, for sure. And that was like my first rap check too that I seen was just like, okay, like, you know, hmm. this makes sense. Had you not this seen, makes fucking sense. Had you not seen anybody from <laughs> your neighborhood make it or anybody so, that on a more underground level so yes to me they're always like those top-notch nightmare blocker there me growing up just watching them was inspiring i was just like they're doing their super thing but no one's they've never got to that level where it was just like where they want to be like you know so it's just like growing up it was very like, I was like, holy, this is what's going on. Blocka's putting in that work. Like, you know, he made, like, we shot a music video together. And we're, we're just like, I was looking up to him type of stuff, mm. you know. And then it was just crazy when, like, I just skyrocked up. And I was just like, I still see them all doing their thing. And it's just, I like it. Like, he's very creative, too. But it's just, it's hard in this. It's tough, you know, mm. like, to get the people's attention, especially coming from our neighborhood. It's just low-key neighborhood, and we're not into the hype like that. So it's kind of tough for, for them, all of us, though, like, you know. Right. Do you keep the street stuff out of your music for the most part? Yeah, just because, like, I'm not in those vibes no more. Like, you know, I'm feeling great space right now mm. full artist mode and it's just i'm not trying to promote all that shit like that you know yeah because that that documentary i'm talking about that i watched last night i realized that there's a lot of a lot of dissing uh going on of, of different people's loved ones and that there's a lot of crazy shit going on in some of these songs i heard without me even realizing that that's what was going on and it's it's kind of like damn on one hand that shit is going to kind of hold you back from being a bigger artist but in the short term people just pay attention to a lot of yeah, that like, stuff i feel like yeah like what you just said it works both ways like you know i feel like it gives you that extra push too mm. but like you said long term same thing right right definitely mm -hmm. so then at some point how does it go from uh drake just like listening to you or posting your music to you guys tapping in because it's like a couple you, you just put out your first song with him a couple months ago but how did mm -hmm. he reach out to you or more so it was all right so like from there, I kept just 
posting music to like my stories or sometimes I'll just be like, like I'll post to my story, just me bumping one of my unreleased songs and then he'll be like, oh, like, what, like that song's hard. Like, you know, send, send me some songs. Like, he's just like, he gave me his number. He's like, send me some songs right now in Miami. I'm trying to bump some, some shit, you know? And then from there, gave him, gave him, um, Beer's songs unreleased and all these stuff. And I never really posted none of these things to my Instagram, like him, mm. like DMing this. And I don't think it's bad or anything, but I just feel like I played it right the whole time. It's just not me to do those type of things, right? So from there, I guess he just fucked with me like even more. And then it was just a lot of conversations going around. Like, you know, he's just like, oh, like this song's hard. Like, can I use this? Like, it was just we built it up such a like mm. from that whole time, like a relationship. Just when, like that. When Drake first DM'd me, I remember I seen uh, Reese LaFlair from Atlanta, like right after, and Reese was just like, he goes, Drake don't like when people post shit that he DMs <laughs> them or whatever. He goes like, if I were you, he goes, I'll just you know, if he if he hits you up about anything or whatever, just don't don't post it. And I was like, oh, all right, like. You know, that makes sense. Yeah, because like, it's just so fucked up. It's like, what the fuck? Because you know if you're him. Like, if yeah. I just see it, it's like, me and you are messaging something and you're just going to go fucking post. Like, it's not something bad, but it's just like, fuck, now I know to watch what I say with you. Because like, you could you know? be having a real conversation and if your first thing that comes to your brain is like, oh, I'm going to convert this conversation into some clout on my story. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, kind of yeah. like, okay, well, what are your intentions? Yeah, you know? facts, facts. I could understand why. Like, yeah. I kind of feel the same way. Sometimes I'll hit people up and they post right away. I don't look down on them, but it definitely might make me think twice before I said yeah. something else to them. Yeah, you know? for sure. And that's what, that's what it is. Right. So you guys just kept sending songs back and forth. And like, how did he end up dropping on the one that you guys put out together? So... At first, too, it was a lot of... I was in contact with a lot of them, too. Like, Oliver, shout out Oliver. He sent me a lot of merch, mm. you know, 40, and Morgan, Mr. Morgan. So it was just, like, I was just in tune with a lot of them, and they liked what I was doing and everything. So it was just... They'll send me... Sometimes send me beats to go on. Some Some didn't make it, like, you know, but then one just hit, and that was basically the Take Keith one. Like, he sent me that beat, and then... Did you feel like you did anything different than what you normally do on that beat? Because that, I mean, the, just the pace of that song. Like, everybody I played around, mm -hmm. like, I'm playing around my girl and my personal trainer this morning, and they both kind of, like, right away, like, you know, they <laughs> started getting into it. So, like, yeah, but, like, all the new music I have right now is kind of, like, like that, mm -hmm. faster tempo, and, like, probably just because what you heard on Spotify is, like, stuff from like a lot older yeah, shit, yeah like you know two years or something so it's like a lot of my new stuff is like that but that specific one is just like when he sent it to me there was the hook on it already his part oh and so then, you already heard his before you rap yeah okay. so then i'm just like oh lee like this is a beat right here like oh so then i was in the car i'm just like i just freestyled that product gucci don't go together at the beginning mm. and i'm just like yeah like you know i wrote that part down like when i go to studio i'm gonna do that so then i just got that i knew for fact like it was a vibe like even when i told uh, my team and so i'm like this has to be there like mm. you know and then the verse i did it kind of like probably three or diff three or four different times like i'm just like i'm not feeling this and then i you know i told the boy i'm like not feeling this still. I want to redo it. Just say, like, I hate when you say that. Like, you want to change your verse. Like, fam, like, have confidence in your stuff and what you say and all this shit. And I'm like, yeah, real shit, you know? Fuck Cause, it. Because your music in general, it doesn't feel like you're, like, overthinking it. It feels like you're just kind of in the moment, having fun. Mm -hmm. It's not like you're, like, trying to make your bars super complicated. But it's just yeah. it's kind of energy music. And I feel like... So did you end up using like your fourth version of that? Of yeah, because after he said that, I'm just like, yeah, like why am I just right doing this? Like, you know, I'm just not being confident at the moment just because I know it's about to go on a larger scale, mm. and I'm like trying to be mindful of like, but you know, that just made me think like, yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. So what what was the conversation about signing like? Did you, how did that so go? So for that, it's kind of like basically me. It was a me thing, bringing it up, because I just feel like my loyalty is over there, and it's just like that's where 
I felt like uh, like I want to give back to the whole team. Like you know, I fuck with all of them, and I didn't see it no other way. Like kind of like it was my decision. Right. You know. That's dope. Yeah. Facts. And everybody was receptive to it. Like, what, yeah, what was like, that process like? Like, it, what's the OVO machine look like from the inside, bro? We all need to know. <laughs> oh, it's so it's just I have a great team there. Like, it's just very like much. It's very good. So, like you know, hell yeah, it's good. It's good. I have like talked to a lot of people, and it's just it's working good. You know, excited for what's to come now. You have you already had some popular records, but then was this song like this song coming out with Drake? Was that just like a game changer yeah, in terms was, of what it was like watching this shit? Game blow? changer still because I had one before too with him that leaked, oh. and that was the first time like. They're just like, oh, people are like, this guy's a song with Drake and stuff. So like, from there, everyone already knew, like, all right, this guy's a song with Drake. What was it like when the song leaked? Because, like, you're so, hyped, but you can't really promote LA, it, right? I was in L.A., and, like, we had a whole rollout plan for that song and stuff and wow. that my tape. And then we're in the pool that one day. I was just there, and I see a, a blog site posted it. I was like, no fucking way. Like, what the fuck? His whole verse too, I'm like, and his verse was yellow tape, like it was hard, like you know. So I was just, I was like, fuck, you know. And then from there, I was just like, it was, it was like, it got leaked. So I already knew it was no good no more. So then, right now, when this one dropped, it was just, it went, it just went skyrocket, like you know. I was just like, fuck. You yeah. think this was the one? And wait, wait, so the same day now, when it's about to drop. We're there in our house. We're getting ready for tonight. Big drop. No one even knows it's about to come out. And then fucking, we're looking on our phones again. Leak. <laughs> it leaked like right before Yo, it came out. Fam, yeah, like leakage. I'm like, what the fuck, fam? We're there. Me and my, our, my team and shit. We're just like, we can't believe this that this happened again, you know. And then from right there, we just made the Instagram post like. Oh, coming out tonight. Uh, uh, uh. And then from there, my Instagram went crazy. And then it just still dropped at midnight. Did, how do you feel like this shit leaks? Because his shit doesn't normally so, leak, yeah, right? So, like, for that one, I don't know how. Because it was a different kind of leak. It, it leaked with the the um, the artwork. Oh. But it was coming from, like, Europe. So, I don't know. I don't know how that one worked, but... It leaked. I guess like they're sending it to streaming services and sure. shit. So maybe somebody along the way could just put it out early if they wanted. I don't yeah, know. I don't know. Still, that shit's crazy. Well, it's cheese. I was like, holy fuck again. Did you feel like your your shit was ruined? Or, yeah, I felt yeah. like it was ruined for that whole twenty minutes. I'm just like, fuck. I just don't want like it's gonna look like. I leaked it or dropped the ball or anything. I'm like, fuck. I wasn't. I I didn't drop the ball on this shit. So I was just cheese like, fuck, man. Right. Damn. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. I feel like if it leaks, you know, within like a day. And just because I was cheese, because it kind of anticipated it even more. But like, I wanted mm. it to be a surprise right at twelve for, you know, everyone. Right. It must be but. crazy for like the people you grew up around to see you doing stuff like this though like how do, how do you feel like they feel especially given that you were literally like a criminal on the block <laughs> in the trap house like a couple yeah, of years ago i feel like they love it like they're inspired you know i inspire them and i make them want to really take it serious and like yeah like i feel like even when they tell me certain things like how much of like whoa like it's crazy what you're doing, all this. It motivates me even more because it's like, yo, I'm really doing something that they can't believe. So it's just, I like going back to Toronto sometimes and feeling that different energy and like how they look at me now. Yeah. So uh, it motivates me even more. 100%. Yeah, because I mean, there's a lot of artists coming out of Toronto, but I feel like what's cool about your shit is that at least in the music, you kind of have left like a lot of the bullshit behind and it's like the music is happy and fun for the most mm. part, motivational, energetic shit. And, you know, but you are somebody that's really from that environment yeah. and has really been through a whole bunch of shit. So it's like, I don't know, I feel like that's important. Like there's a lot of people who've been through shit, but then they make music about all that shit. But I feel like with your shit, it's dope because that's why I feel you've like emerged past that. Yeah, and that's why I feel like it was so hard for me to catch on at first because it's just like 
there wasn't a reason for them to come tune into my music mm. just because it's like he's not talking about none of these things we want to hear at the politics shit so it's just like i felt like that was a thing too you do you know? feel like now that you're blowing up or or, or doing much better that you kind of can have the whole city behind you because you're not necessarily just tied into one place or yeah like i'm side. pretty sure they all know like they're all like know that i'm not into all the politics and stuff you know there might be some people that feel away but like you know so be it so like most part everyone else knows like I'm not into that shit. So it's like, if you do hate, you just a little shithead, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so but if, if you said that you don't really go back that much. Like, where where do you stay at now? Or how has your life changed in terms of where you're living at now? So right now, I stay in, like, Beverly Hills and stuff. Oh, nice. And How's that going? It's a different lifestyle. Yeah, for sure. Like, I could go fucking walk outside my house, walk up the hill, run, you know, feel good. Not to look back. <laughs> None of this shit. So it's... It's good for motivation. It's like feels like home now to me. Mm. It just feels like home when I go back to Toronto. So much precautions I have to take. I have to I move like this, this. I'm not on my social media like this a lot no more. When I'm like, so I just don't like the energy, but I just love to go see my family and everything. Like you know, definitely. But does it ever get boring out here that you're kind of just? No, no. You're just because I'm kind of like boring laid back type of guy too mm. right i'm routine guy so it's just like i go every day work out twice a day studio and that's my routine every day mm. and if something comes up and i do want to go out or party i'll go do it but other than that my routine i'm not distracted so i love it like you know my thing is just like toronto is a city with such energy like you could just walk around and the, the food and, then, and the music and everything is just so beautiful that i feel like I would miss that to a certain extent, but I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that wasn't really what your experience was yeah, like, like out there. Anyway, to me, it's just, just the bigger picture. Like, fuck, mm. I had to come out here and just change my life. And it's just like there, even there, like I just get mad in the gym. Like, all, everyone comes up to me, picture, picture. I'm fucking sweating right now. I'm working all like, What do you mean, picture, picture? <laughs> like, it kills me, but here now it's happening too. So it's like, yeah. holy. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. That's really good to hear. Um, yeah. But so, okay, you're working out twice a day. Are you, uh, that, this has been like a weight loss journey? Like, how much weight yeah, have you actually so lost at this point? 60, 60, 60 pounds. Nice. Because so, I was 280 and now I'm 220. Actually, I weighed myself this morning. I was like 216 or some shit. That's the nice. lowest I've been. But it feels amazing. Like yeah, yeah, I've yeah, lost yeah, weight yeah. like many times of like having lost like forty yeah, pounds feels, plus, and it's feels the best. Good, so, Just know? walking around after like when you really like <laughs> th like the other day I threw on like a thirty pound weight vest, and I was like, damn, like I was I weighed this much. I was walking around weighing this much like not that you, long. How much did you weigh at your most? Like I, I got up to like two eighty at one point, and right now I'm like. 240 but at one point i was down to like 210 so but before covid bro i had such a good grind going and then Do you like COVID right now where you you're, you are like how much i'm okay with it but i'm definitely not like super happy with it i definitely need to lose like 10 20 30 before right, i can be it doesn't like doesn't look like you know it looks yeah just right. gotta probably tighten it up i'm just it. tall so it's like spread yeah, out yeah, a lot yeah. you know so it's mm -hmm. that's why i cheese me too because i'm short too i'm like Fuck that shit. <laughs> <laughs> what's, your, what's your favorite uh, things to do in the gym? And what? Have, yeah, let's go with the gym first. What? What? What is are the things you find most effective? Are the things that you gravitate towards doing? Cardio, lifting yeah, weights. Yeah, I like I like cardio just because like right now I feel like I'm just doing a lot of cardio. So I, when I get to a certain point that I'm happy with, I'm gonna start just. I still lift weights, but like. I'm just more on the cardio side for now. And then once I get to that size I want to, I'll be more like weight tightening mm. up and stuff, you know? You trying to look like Tyson Beckford or something? Trying to have the six I don't pack? know what I'm trying to look like, but I'm just, when I get happy, you know the vibes. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> what, what have you learned about like food though? Because I feel like oh, you, can, you can work out as much as you want, but mm -hmm. ultimately the food is yeah, number one. Yeah, I realize it's just like, it's a lot to do with the the diet. It's like sixty percent diet, forty percent working out. Mm. And I was like, I was at a point where I was just like, you know what? I could still eat like how I want as much 
if I work out three times a day or twice and go hard and then I'm realizing I'm staying at the same fucking block. I'm like, like this is good if I want to stay like this, but nah, I'm trying mm-hmm. to lose. So I'm like, fuck, back to the fucking <laughs> diet. <laughs> like back to the internet fasting. Do you, you know? uh, do you drink? So that was that's how I gained so much weight when I was like in the streets and stuff, trapping, uh-huh. just in the car 24-7, drinking Hennessy, like a whole bottle to myself, eating fast food three times a day. Mm. But I was just like, because that was just the lifestyle I was in. But like, why I always had that drive to like, because as a kid, I was always active and stuff, you know, but it's kind of like in that time frame, I was just drinking too much, eating fast food that I got skyrocket, you know? Mm. And now I'm just like, now when I had time out here, I'm just like, that's not what I wanted. So now I'm going to just work on it. But it was just hard at first. Like, no results. I was just like, fuck, I didn't understand. But as you keep doing something, you see what you have to do and you see, you know? Yeah, I mean, like, losing... Because at some point where it was hard, like, I had to go vegetarian mode. Oh, really? And that's where I seen the most results, even once a day vegetarian mode, you know? Right. So it's crazy. Um, yeah, that's the crazy thing about, I just ordered a couple of salads, they're, they're getting here now. Um, that's the crazy thing about losing weight is that it's like, you have to be so on point to make a small difference, like in terms of like how much fat you're losing. And then you have to just do that over and over and over hundreds of days yeah. in a row Facts. of you. Like, cause even like, if you were to lose like a pound or two in a week, that's good. Mm-hmm. So it's like every day that you're eating healthy and exercising might be the equivalent yeah. of you losing like, you know one per, like 10 percent of a pound or 15 yeah. percent of a pound that's a lot of fucking days in a row of working to just lose a couple pounds but ultimately like i feel like that discipline is really good for yeah. your life in general you know because like you'll wake up and you'll want change right away mm-hmm. so like i'll see the same shit i'm like i just turned vegetarian for three days for fucking no change i just killed myself for no reason yeah. and it was just like annoying because i felt like that became another goal so i had already the my career the rap shit was my main focus and then this became another focus and i'm trying to balance the both of them so it's like fuck like i have to keep getting both of them like right like you know but it was hard balancing the the gym stuff with my studio stuff because like my studio stuff i was like i like to get my vibe drinking stuff mm-hmm. but i'm like i'm gonna discipline myself no drinking no smoking and then i just balanced it out and it was just hard at first too because i'll get super tired after working out twice a day and then mm-hmm. i just now i'm just mastered it is, so, is it hard yeah. for you to record though without nah, alcohol like or at smoking? first i'm just telling myself this shit but it's like I'm like, why am I saying this? Right. Because I realized I made one a song sober that was a banger, and I'm like, I, I gotta stop thinking like that. Of course, it's more fun to just catch a vibe and do it, but now that I go to the studio every day too, it's just like I do it sober. I don't need. Do you um, do you go cold turkey with drinking, or do you still turn yeah, up a little bit? I went cold turkey, but like now, like let's say tomorrow, if I want to drink. I'll be able to drink. Like, so it's so funny. I set up this routine last week or two weeks ago. I was just like, I'm going to just be sober all week. And then on the weekend, I'm going to drink and, you know, turn Mm. up for just the weekend and stuff. And then I did that for one week. And then the next week, Friday, I turned up at the studio. And I only do it if I'm going to studio too. So I I turned up on Friday at the studio with Cash Money AP. And then the next day, I'm just like... I don't even want to do it no more. So mm. it's, like, easy for me to really control it now. So right. Like, yeah, because I, I realize it's too much. When I drink and smoke, I want to eat, like, fucking a bison. Like, I just want to fucking so you, you had munchies to leave, and shit. You had to leave the smoking behind, too? Yeah, but I was mostly a drinker, too, mm. but smoking, you know? Because, like, there's been long periods of time where I, like, got my diet so on point, got to exercising so good. But then I was still rolling blunts. And that was like the one thing that I'm just looking at these blunts like, these things don't got no calories. I'm going to be all right. But, I mean, sometimes I feel like, yeah, like getting high and just eating too many fucking chips or crackers has, like, been the problem for me many, many times. So I see a lot of people do that and they could work like that. But 
for me, it just can't work just because, like, the smoking, first it makes me lazy, mm. and I eat even more after, like, you know, and then it makes me just want to sleep. So I'd say, weed's not for me, like, mm. you know? So I realize that, like, I see people still working out, smoking. I'm like, it works for you, but it just doesn't work for me, so. What's your uh, process like when you get in the studio, though? You just throw on beats until you hear something you like and get to work? Or how many yeah, times so you make like, in a session? So like, now... Probably like three or four, okay. but like now I just go studio alone, and I've, when I get there, I'll probably just listen to a couple songs, like you know that I just feel like listening to, and then I'll listen to beats, and then I'll go through bare beats, and one that just catches me, then I'll just I'll write to it, and then I'll just keep doing that over and over again, and then now even when I go to studio now, cause I go every day. I'll leave and go to the gym and then come back, mm. you know? So that's my routine. There. That's the good shit, though, because, like, I'll be working in my office and then go work out for an hour, take a shower, and I'll feel like a new man, like, yeah. ready to, like, yeah, it cleanses yeah. your fucking brain, yeah. you know? It's real sad. For sure. Mm. Um, okay, so you got anything? The the, the album's dropping. When, yeah. you have a, a rough date on that? So I'm looking to drop it October 22nd. Mm-hmm. And yeah, bye bye too. It's like 15 songs on there, and yeah, I can't wait to drop it. Definitely. I mean, I think it's uh, it's pretty exciting because you're like a different a different image of of what a Toronto youth could be like. You know, like yeah. you're bringing a totally different flavor, and I feel like I feel like you could be huge, and I feel like. I like seeing the city embrace you and seeing people in general embrace you. Seeing the boy embrace you has been yeah, crazy I to see. I appreciate you even seeing that because at first I'm just like, I wonder. Because I actually listen to your interviews and everything hey. I watch. And like, you know, even yesterday, last night I was watching some interviews. Now I'm like, I wonder if he's even gonna like me. Like, I wonder if he even <laughs> likes this, like my sound. Like, I feel like he's not gonna like it. So for you to see it, I'll just say, it's respect. Usually so. I like respect the artist's music but maybe don't like really want to listen to it that much but yeah. i was really like actually driving around listening to your shit and like really thinking about how i think that's what the game needs right now yeah for sure for sure for sure appreciate you man anybody you want to thank or any shout outs anything like that so i'm gonna show you guys all first no jumper you know everyone in here appreciate it shout out my team i'm gonna shout out the OVO team, my family, and all my friends and stuff. And, you know, just keep putting in work. You know, if you see someone could do it, you could do it too. So you just got to stay strong and keep going. And, yeah, a whole lot of L's by by free MK shit, gang. For sure. <laughs> smiley. I know why they call you Smiley, because this guy's always yeah. smiling. I didn't even have to ask that one. Uh, all right, Smiley, appreciate you, man. Much Thank love. Thank you, brother. Love. Much love. No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. Check us out on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, Patreon, OnlyFans, all that shit. Like, comment, <laughs> subscribe. NoJumper.com if you want to support. You, you want any edible candy? I'm, maybe I should attempt you too much because this yeah, this nah, will have nah, you really nah, stuck. Nah. All right. Well, hey, we try. <laughs> Thank you, though. Smiley. Appreciate you, man. Yeah, bro.